Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl J. Cox here. I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. 40 Strategy is built to make strategy work for small to medium-sized companies by designing world-class strategic plans, but more importantly, help keeping them accountable to actually get it done. To learn more, go to 40strategy.com. We're also really excited that we've launched the Captain Strategy course. Historically, we work individually with, with our clients, but now we actually have a group-oriented session that we walk you through the seven key principles to create your strategic plan at a fraction of the cost. To learn more, go to 40strategy.com. With that, I'm really excited to talk about our new guest that we have today, Ben Joya. He's a three-time best-selling author, podcast and international radio show host who helps make an impact as an expert with their book. Help them enjoy five-figure speaking fees and get leads, clients, and partners before publishing. He's trained hundreds of millionaires and helped a Fortune 100 create an empathy video game for 20,000 employees. He also, one of the things going back to his previous time, he helped with 38 years of writing adventures. He helped launch the world's largest magazine, AARP. His teachings are used by more than 50,000 people worldwide. Ben, welcome to the Measure Success Podcast. Oh, Carl, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure and delight to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Ben, I am curious about this. One of the things that you do is you help people get from idea to a book much faster than people typically would be able to, right? It's a, it's a daunting process. And as just recently releasing my first book, it took me actually about two and a half years, right? To, from, from beginning to end to get it out. How do you help people accelerate the process of writing a book? Yeah, thank you so much, Carl. So first of all, congratulations on your book. That's absolutely fantastic. And I'm super excited for you. And, um, you know, in the big picture, two and a half years is not bad from what people know is possible around books. Uh, but for me, um, getting to a first draft in as little as five weeks, that's how I like to uh, open the door of possibilities to people, right? And couple of things can really contribute to that. If you think about it, right? It's the, there's no huge magic here. Um, liber, liberal use or ample use of dictation, right? Because when you dictate, you can get about 1200 words every seven minutes, right? And 1200 words is like 4% of a 25,000 word book. Shabam, <laughs> right? So I'm not saying dictate the whole book, right? Because they're going to be times where you're going to kind of sit there and look and ponder, but there are other times where you just, you know, you just rock it out because you're the expert in your stuff. I'm the expert in my stuff. We don't have to get caught up in, is this the right sentence? Is this the right word? What are people going to think? Like we're just sharing our genius. So that's the first big part of that. Okay. And then, all right. So perfect. So then that's brilliant. That, that is interesting because part of what I did as well, um, of a, is, is I did this combination of writing, like the hard work of being a writer. And, and then the second part I did is there was times I just needed to talk it out. Like I remember driving around in a car, literally um, using Google Docs and like having to transcribe and record what I was doing, but it was super helpful 
for me to go through. Now, I felt a bit bad for, uh, our, our, um, I did have help with the copywriter as well, right? Going sure. through it and um, actually did an amazing job of turning that vocal, right? Into something that's words. And so is that a part of what you help do is help once it gets dictated, right? Verbally, how, how then, how easy or how hard is that process to turn that verbal into comprehensive, clear sentences where it feels more like a book? Yep, yep. So, Carl, that's a great question. And the answer is actually by doing something even before you do the dictation, right? And this is what most people don't do. Most people don't do with their books. And what I've been discovering is, you know, most um, book coaches don't guide their people in doing, right, is to actually have conversations about the book that they're writing with their ideal clients, Right. So as you're writing the book, yeah, as you're writing the book, thank you. You talk to your ideal clients. Hey, I'm writing a book about such and such a topic. I'd love some great feedback. I want to write a great book. Right. You're not asking your clients, hey, what are your biggest challenges and stuff? You know, and they're bracing because they think you're, you know, you're trying to sell them something. You're saying, hey, I'm writing this book. Like, who doesn't want to contribute their thoughts and perspectives to somebody else's book? Right. So you go, you be that audience to your best people. And in that context, you find out their challenges and goals and dreams and stuff, and then use that to help tighten the lens on what you're actually going to bring forth. Because, you know, you, me, Carl, a lot of people like us, like we could write, you know, two, three, five, ten books, depending on, you know, all the things we want to share. But what are what are the books that are people, what is the book, I should say, that our people need most right now? We figure that out from talking directly to our people and, hey, if you talk to your direct, your people strategically, not only do you get feedback about the book you're writing, but you also lay the groundwork for that person to become a client or a strategic partner in the future. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant approach, Ben. And I think what's so hard for anybody who's in business, so this is once again, even large companies, but especially the smaller base companies that are developing who they are. They like they have something that they provide to the world. Let's, let's just for argument's sake, they provide marketing or they provide accounting or they provide IT. But what matters to the customer is what their pain is and what they're trying to solve, right? And so we use our words of, oh, don't you want to have our product and our name of it? It's like, no, they don't really care. What they really care at the end of the day is solving their pain. And when you can solve their pain, faster and you have a better band-aid than somebody else to help you know or ideally you know a healing potion to accelerate it faster that's what people want and then hearing in the words of your potential clients or real clients it gives you the words and terminology that they're actually thinking right you know through it which i think is super valuable through that process because honestly we don't typically know Right. Because once again, we're so focused on it. Well, don't you want my bookkeeping services or don't you want this? <laughs> and that's not the mindset of the buyer. The buyer doesn't really care, you know, about how cool your marketing is. What they care about is the problem that ultimately is going to be solved. And so do you help them with that? You know, do you help them go, hey, this is part of the goal here? You're, you're helping them understand and say things in a different way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So so really helping people to uh what's the word, you know tap into and cultivate uh, their special sauce, I like to call it, right? It's like, we all have this array of skills, experience, expertise, hard-earned wisdom, you know, messed success stories, right? Uh, education, triumphs, you know, all like the whole 
you know, melange of all of our stuff. And a lot of times when people are you know, trying to stand out, you know, as an expert and stand out, you know, offering a certain kind of topic in a unique way, you know, they just focus on like, what are they doing right now? Or what have they only done the last three years? And it's like, no, it's your entire life and it's your entire depth and breadth of experience, right? Like I haven't worked for AARP mag publications for 20 years or whatever it is. I still talk about that all the time. Why wouldn't I not talk about having worked with one of the biggest magazines in the world, right? Um, so that's a really, really big, big important part of that is, you know, there's the, the transformation that we offer to our people, right? Um, how we help them, whatever the medium is. Um, but for our people to get that great transformation, they really need to trust in us Right, and some of us to be of, of that trust comes from us knowing, you know, how, what a comprehensive expert we are and how much special sauce we can offer, not from a place of ego or boasting, but we earned that, you know, like we suffered, we joyed, we did all, the whole thing for it. Um, and all of that stuff is going into what we're offering our people. I mean, that's why I say to my people all the time, like, think of what you're charging right? Like you probably need to charge more because the value of what you're delivering, you know, is at least 10 times what you could possibly charge them, if not a hundred times. Right? Wow. You, you nailed something like I think that's huge, which is um, often in pricing, we have this tendency to charge based on our time. Right? So we, we assume we want to make, let's just keep this simple, right? Let's just say somebody wants to make a hundred thousand in a year. We're just keeping really simple math here. So what that means is you basically need to make fifty dollars in an hour, right? Uh, if you worked every two thousand eighty hours, you know, just just saying basically. So you make fifty dollars an hour. So then then they will come up with the project and they'll say, well, it's going to take me four hours and fifty times fifty dollars. So we're going to charge two hundred dollars for that, right? And what we miss sometimes is, yeah, that's technically your value to make a hundred thousand dollars a year but from the client's perspective you might be solving a massive problem for them that's number one number two is rarely when you're consulting are you working two thousand hours on clients right you know you, the reality is you're spending if you're fortunate a thousand hours half the time on client work then you're doing marketing and sales and management and administration. You know, you're doing all the other things if you aren't outsourcing it. So it's it's this, I think what you said there is so important is helping to help provide the value. I think one of the first things we do often with working entrepreneurs is like, no, literally double your price. How many times have you said that, Ben, to somebody? You need to double your value. Right. Yeah, quite, quite a few. Um, it, it's almost daily in some way. <laughs> Yeah, no, and, and Carl, I appreciate you saying that. And and I want to jump on your um, your example of you know the hundred thousand bucks and talk about books for a moment in that because this is a, a really huge game changer for people for books, right? Um, it, it you know if it's strategically relevant, of course, right? But it's like you know how many books do you have to sell to make a hundred thousand bucks? Right. So you know. People might be right now thinking like, oh, 20,000, 30,000, you know, maybe 40,000, depending on the royalty, right? Um, the answer, zero books, right? You get your book published, you get it in the hands 
of one to 10 to 20 of your best people. You develop relationships with people and get those people, invite those people, give those people the privilege to pay you that hundred thousand bucks and so much more. That's right. That's right. That's so much easier than selling 20,000 books, time, money, energy wise, et cetera. I mean, people don't read full books. Do people follow through from books on some level? Yes. Right. But you know, why not go right to the source, talk to the people, use the book to get the conversation. Yeah, you, you, you nailed it. Um, it. Literally, I think and I'll have to pull it out here because I just mentioned it <laughs> in my hand. Uh, Steve Gordon, million dollar book, right? Yeah. You know, and, and it's not about selling. Just like we said there, it's not about selling a million dollars worth of books because the reality, you know, the data, by the way, for those who are thinking about becoming bestsellers, let me clarify the statement, selling a lot of books. Becoming a bestseller is a is a um, it's an art of or it's a science. I would actually say in today's day, it's a science, right? To become a best-selling author based on the specific genre and selling within a certain period of time, right? That that's bestseller. Now, becoming a New York Times bestseller is a different threshold, right? You got to sell a Indeed. lot more books and then become a continuous. But the reality is, most books don't sell more than five hundred copies. Yeah. Right. You know, and so you're exactly right. You know, you're you're generally not, most people aren't making money as an author by definition in terms of selling. It's very few like the Malcolm Gladwells of the world, right? You know, there's very few of them that make significant book, book fees and author fees. But what you nailed is so important is the value of people seeing your work of art and, and being aware of your expertise, right? And then they know there's a whole different level of trust that somebody gets there that we can bring you a million dollars in future revenue because of the confidence they have, you know, in you. And I think that's the brilliance, right. Of, of providing a good piece of work. It becomes the best business card in the world. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's it right there. Yeah. Thank you for saying all that, Carl. I mean, it, it, it starts the relationship and, you know, it's so interesting that so many people still think that they want to do traditional publishing, right. Like that they want to hire a publisher and, you know, sign away their intellectual property and give up creative control and potentially be contractually obligated, obligated to buy thousands of books that if they don't sell, they have to buy back at retail. Can you imagine not selling like a thousand books and then having to buy them back at 20 bucks a pop or 2,000 or 4,000? Oh my goodness gracious. So I'm sure there's still a time and a place for traditional publishing, that's fine. Right, but for you and me and people listening to this and watching this, right, reading this, <laughs> if, if we if you see this in transcript form, you know, please know this, take this so far to heart, right? Um, Self-publishing, I think, sometimes can have a bad rap because everybody and their mother like puts up a PDF and they're like, I'm a published author. Like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the functionality of of producing the book. You know, there are fantastic companies who do all of the publishing stuff that a traditional publisher can do in-house, but they're not gonna take your intellectual property, right? They're not gonna expect royalties from your book, right? All they want is to, you know, the payment for the service. And, you know, there are places out there that have done more than 12,000 titles at this time, you know what I mean? So you and me and everybody who's listening right now, like we're in such a fortunate time because of self-publishing, right? So just know the best practices, right? Cause it's the wild west out there. Right? I mean, there are publishers out there who will charge you $125,000 for, 
to publish your book. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you might have to sell your children, right? Um, you don't have to do that. And you know, the playing field is level most of the time for most of us in most situations. No, I, I think that's so you, you kind of did perhaps hopefully a high end, right? At that 125,000. What, what is the market like? So let's again, once it let's, what does somebody's thinking about writing a book and, and they perhaps talk with somebody like you, Ben. And once again, I don't want you to give out, you know, your exact, you know, fees, if you may, things you're doing, of but, course. but of what, what's the general ranges from low end to high end? If, if you recognize, look, I, I might not be by definition an author, right? I haven't written a book before, but so I'm looking for the best guidance to go through the whole process of from creation to ideation to creating the actual book with the cover, right? An ISDN yeah. number in the back so it can be sold. <laughs> it's all the way down to the end, right? So something is going to sold on Amazon. Um, if somebody's looking for guidance to help accelerate the process and they decide not to follow the the, the Amazon rules right and if you may because you can do that right you can go and totally do it all on your own but there's sometimes value accelerating process working with a pro like you helped yeah. us to understand that kind of range that makes sense to you kind of mentioned the outside you're kind of crazy if you're spending 125,000. so help, help, help us yeah. with that range yeah yeah i mean so so there <laughs> there is i mean there's so much on that scale like there's so many nodes on that scale from, you know, zero, if you will, to 125,000, right? Um, but the, the, and what, where people get really fouled up in all of this, right, um, is that so many publishing companies are just providing publishing services, but they're not providing the marketing. That's right. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and people think that you just buy, do the book and everything happens, right? If you build it, they will come. No, <laughs> that does not apply in this situation. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin Costner, um, right? So, so, so that's one part of it. So, so you know, the the I mean, Carl, I can say a bunch of numbers, you know, say from like you know three thousand to ten thousand to fifteen thousand to twenty thousand to twenty five thousand, but then we start thinking about like, okay, well, you know. Are you writing a book and doing a podcast at the same time, right? Like that's a certain kind of something. You know, are you going to do ghostwriting or write yourself? That's a certain something. Are you just writing and publishing and that's fine, right? Um, are you going to be doing more like, you know, um, paying for Amazon ads or Facebook ads, right? Like there's there's a lot of these subtleties in there. Um, so this is why, like, one, you know, one of the things that I do with with my authors and you know when I teach events, live events, right? Um, is to really try to empower people around publishing, right? Because it's very much the Wild West and, you know, applying best practices is not that hard when you know the best practices, right? So, you know, one of them, like I'm saying today, right? Uh, probably, you know, do self-publishing, but hire a professional <laughs> to do that self-publishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think that, I, and I appreciate you describing all the different variations, right? That that you once again you could do the bare bones. I'm going to do it all myself, but there's so many different pieces of. Is it going to get? Yes, you get in a book cover, but the marketing end, as you mentioned, is you. Know, it's sad, you know this, Ben. You both know you can create a wonderful work of art that you put together in a book, and. If nobody hears about it, it's sort of like, you know, did anybody hear a tree that fell in the forest? 
Oh my God. Yeah. Carla, I'm so I, like, I have goosebumps with you saying that right now. I mean, I think about like, you know, the genius level people, and I'm not just talking about book authors, but genius level musicians, all sorts of, you know, culinary artists, painters, all, you know, I mean, there's so many people who, you know, who die in obscurity and broke <laughs> all the things, right? Um, and so much of that, you know, really does come down to, you know, how do we position and present ourselves, you know, in a way to, you know, that, that makes our brilliance relevant in the eyes and ears and hearts of the people we want to serve. Yep, yep. You know, I, one of the, I was just talking with somebody earlier today and about the alchemist got brought up, right? Which, yes. you know, one of these really great examples of a book that kind of nobody ever heard about. And, and then I think it was written, oh boy, I just announced it, but it was uh, pre-2000, I believe it was written. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, but it once, it kind of took wind, right? And it kind of caught fire. Next thing we knew, this became now a bestseller, like, regularly right is one it's one of the most well-known books that's out there as the alchemist and and so that's one of those examples of they were i don't know what happened exactly in that process because i haven't honestly done the research but i think that's something too that people forget I'll, I'll make a comment here is that just because you produced it once doesn't mean you can't continue to lead with it one, one of my favorite books here the four disciplines of execution was written over a decade ago and and they still are providing that information and they and they did a lovely update of that edition right that they went towards it but how crazy is that right just literally one book and and their business by the way has way more than a million dollar book if that makes sense i mean yeah. tens and tens of hundreds of millions you know that that book is ultimately created for them because people saw their genius and they're like oh we need to hire that right at the end of the day um yeah. So how do you help mindset of people like, okay, they launched it, they go through, what are some things or tips and techniques and tricks that you help out with authors of, hey, have you considered this to help market it? Or have you considered this to help get it out the door? What are some things that you commonly suggest or recommend to people who are in that path of, oh, great, I got my book out, or they already have it out and they don't know what to do next? Yeah, yeah, thank you. So. Um... So, you know, there's always tweaking of dials depending on who you're serving and what they need and when. Um, so I'm gonna say that first. <laughs> um, but I'm also gonna say that uh, at the core, I have my authors do one single thing first, right? Because around marketing, because then, well, actually it's two single things first <laughs> around marketing and then to do, you know, kind of make the bigger choices from the whole, you know, cornucopia of how you can market and publicize and all those kinds of things. So the very first thing is what we spoke about already in our conversation today, right? It's having conversations with your ideal clients about the book you're writing. So do a bunch of that at the beginning of your writing process and keep doing that probably for the life of your business because you can, even if you've already written the book, you can say, hey, you know, yeah, and we should have a chat because I wrote this book called da 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 da, right? It's, it's always a reason. There's always a reason to have a conversation because of your book, right? Um, <clears throat> so that's part one. And then for me, right, I'm always thinking in terms of how does one leverage their book before it's published, before it's even written, 
right? You can even leverage the idea of your book, right? You know, as soon as you have an idea of your for your book, hey, listeners, as soon as you have an idea for your book, right? Start telling people you're the author of a new book about X. Do not wait. <laughs> if, they're say, if they say, tell me about it, you don't have to, <laughs> right? You can just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm fleshing out the ideas and really it's deep in my heart right now. I'll get back to you, <laughs> right? Those kinds of things. So, so, so there's that. Um, but if we go back to the leverage bit, right? Um, using the book as uh, the reason to have conversations, which I just said, but after the book is published or right around when the book is published, using some kind of scaled way to cultivate, or sorry, schedule <laughs> a bunch of conversations with people around partnerships that you can explore with them, right? Promotional, affiliate, JV, maybe you can teach something for them. Maybe they can teach something for you, right? Use the book to have the reason and to have a bunch of conversations again, you know, how do we go back to the source first and foremost, right? <clears throat> so, the, so conversations ahead of time, scaled conversations for some amount. And then if it makes sense, then you can start thinking about publicity or turning the book into a podcast or doing Amazon ads, paid ads, or, you know, whatever various and sundry things are out there. And, and <clears throat> keep in mind, as I say all this, right? there's a bunch of great marketing strategies out there that work for a bunch of people, right? But they don't work for most of the people, most of the time, <laughs> right? They really don't, no offense to anybody, right? So this is why you gotta have the conversations with the people first, because all of that not only will get you all the results, but it will also point to, you know, when and if you do another kind of scaled marketing and what that actually looks like. And for any of that to succeed, you have to dial in the foundational stuff anyway. So talk to the people. He says again, talk to the people. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I think that's a really good suggestion. So thank you. From a what you do with your clients, how do you measure success? Gosh, um, in quite a few ways. Um, so one is uh, just finishing the book is huge. Right, um, because no matter how smart you think you are, just doing it is a is a great and transformative thing, <laughs> right? Um, and with my clients, uh, you know, some results may vary, of course, and you know, I can't guarantee outcomes, right? I can only guarantee, you know, the 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 the, the tools and approaches and causes and conditions. I hope to facilitate that, but. You know, my, my clients uh, get things like five-figure speaking fees before their book is done. You know, somebody just told me they were able to get a six-figure consulting gig, right? So there are those kinds of outcomes that I'm looking for, right? Like, I'm not waiting desperately for them, right? I'm just, I just keep telling people, like, keep doing the things in those directions, you know, like so-and-so-and-so-and-so, and so and so and so, right? <laughs> so, so that's one part of it. Another part of it is um, the more that the people uh, who I teach guide in book writing, the more the, the, <laughs> that the people actually keep doing the work because my process, although it's super simple and straightforward and revenue generating, it completely like kind of knocks people's lids off right at the beginning. Cause they're like, what? 
in for whatever reason, like it just stirs the pot really fast. So it might be about book writing. It might be around their voice. It might be around shame, it might be about judgment. It might be around money. Like who the hell knows, but invariably the pot gets stirred, <laughs> right? So if people will trust me in, in riding the wave and I tell them how to ride the wave of that stirred pot um, and they continue with the, the, what do you call it, the process? Um, like that is success in and of itself because, you know, we're called to big things, right? Like that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. That's why everybody's listening right now. This is not ego, right? We are called to big things. We get to do this, right? Sometimes I don't want to do this, but we get to do this, right? Um, so, so the, the, you know, just stepping up to the plate with something like a book or a podcast or, you know, some big expression of your thought leadership and, you know, some big way to reach more people is so huge. Right. So that's another part of it. Um, yeah. And then the last part is just as I see people really recognizing, uh, like, you know, when I see the people who are already experts recognizing how much of an expert they are, like how nuanced it is and how good they are at their stuff and how dialed in they are already. Yes. Right. But, but we all have the blinders because it's our own stuff. And I'm just like, Hey, look, Hey, look, Hey, look, <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot that, of that think, stuff. Yeah. I think that's a great, a great answer, by the way. And I think that's a excellent point of often ourselves, our own genius. We're not aware of, right. We're not aware of, um, I remember one of the first times I was speaking, um, I was doing what I was doing for years, strategic planning, consulting, and but doing it within companies. So strategic planning, right? You know, the execution side, designing and executing within. And then I was helping out kind of out of need of helping out some of our clients but with the software company, strategy software company. I went with a client and two hours in the meeting, he pulled me aside and said, Carl, you know, we would have paid you $10,000 just for that last two hours of content alone. And I remember turning to the person, first I was like, thank you. And secondly, I was turned to the person I was with is, I think I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> you know, It was just really fascinating because I didn't know what I didn't, I didn't know because it was something I'd been doing for so long. I thought it was one of those things that I thought, don't, don't you know this, that this isn't something that you know, but we don't realize what others don't know through our own expertise. Yeah. And, and I think that's a great example of that. But that was one of my big aha moments I had prior to starting 40 strategies. Like, wow, there's, there's, I didn't realize how much value, you know, is creating in the marketplace in the world. And it's, it's fun when you, when you hear that. Um, all right. So let's talk about the personal side a bit. So I'm curious sure. for you. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot of fun things going on right now, but habit wise, what type of habits do you try to consistently do for your best performance? Yeah, thank you. Um, great question. So um, meditation, uh, preferably daily. Um, exercise, of course, preferably daily. <laughs> uh, it's really important and powerful for me to, I use you know Google Calendar and all, all sorts of things like that, electronics, but for me to write out my schedule each day and be able to use pen and paper and, you know, kind of process in this way and look down and see all my stuff right in front of me. That's so important to me because I'm, you know, out of sight, out of mind is very powerful in my experience. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, smiling is a huge habit of mind, like a, a, an active habit that I, this is something that I learned from a, 
a meditation teacher, and I'll very quickly just heart, you know, hearken back to the historical Buddha, right? One of the most magical things the Buddha taught, and a lot of people don't quite get this, is the relaxing of the body in the meditation process, because the relaxing of the body helps you not get hooked on what comes up, right? Now I'm collapsing a whole lot of stuff into a few sentences here, right? But basically you smile, you relax, you don't get stuck with more like sticky stuff and, you know, struggle with the stories and whatnot, right? So I really practice smiling. Um, and then there's the whole neurological connection, right? You, we smile when we're happy and we become happy when we smile. <laughs> so, um, so there's that. And then um, I, I guess this could be habit. This could also just be, you know, passion, but I read, I read fiction voraciously. Mm -hmm. You know, so like a hundred, like a hundred books a year, kind of voraciously. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Yeah, Thank that's you. that's. Yeah, when it, whenever I uh, those who actually get into that, what I call plus thirty to fifty books per year, it's just it's phenomenal, right? The energy it brings us, um, and also just the learning, of course, right? You know, of uh, being able to do incredible things. And when you get to a hundred, like you are, there's only a few people I know that actually do that. Uh, Trey Taylor is one of them um it's it's it, their their wisdom it's just amazing and and what is it what is the average is it an average reader is in the u.s it's something like a few books a um, year right yeah so I mean, if it, that yeah totally right and i think yeah. the average page number is 18. <laughs> oh <my> gosh <laughs> yeah that that's all, all all genres all books even those pdfs those self-published yeah. pdfs you know yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah but but to your to your point yeah Okay, so you are doing, I just want you to talk a little bit briefly because you are getting ready on, a, on a, a mission, if you may, to do something that people would only dream about. So just share with me your plan to, to uh, start, continue your life in a, in a different country. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, that's the punchline right there, ladies and gentlemen, and, and everybody in between um, various identifications. Yeah, I'm moving to Spain this year. Valencia, Spain. I'm super excited. I stayed uh, in Spain in a different part for a few months of last year, and I've been a couple times before, and I just absolutely love it. And, um, you know, my, the vast, vast majority of my work is portable. And, um, you know, I also have the benefit, and not that these will stop you, because I know people who did this anyway, but, um, you know, like, I don't have kids or a car or, you know, <laughs> any, or, or any cats, right? So I can really just you know, I'm going to bounce this year and, um, you know, A, I want to live there, but B, I also really want to truly be bilingual and not just be like one and a half lingual, you know? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Now, Ben, I think it's super amazing what Thank you're you. doing there because it's, it's truly was something that people dream about is, no, I'm going to not just visit for a long time, but actually fully immerse and move, right? You know, move to a new place. And um, so congratulations on that process you. that you're doing. It's amazing. Thank you. So and how do Carl, you... Go, Carl, please. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but the first time you and I spoke, I was doing something similar and I was in Italy for our first conversation. That is very so true. So there was e even the seeds planted a while ago. And and, and please continue. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, no, it's been funny. Or it's like, where 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 in the world has been, you know, and like literally, and so it's been uh, fun through that process. So in your personal life, how do you measure success? Um, 
how many days of the week that I've meditated, <laughs> um, how many days of the week that I've exercised and eaten my veggies, um, how many nights I've gotten like plenty of sleep, not just enough sleep, plenty of sleep. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of it it there i mean i guess i should give <laughs> i should give voice to the thing i love doing which is helping people with books so you know if i'm or you know books and their business right so you know basically as long as i'm doing the four things i mentioned and you know several days a week like getting to do stuff directly with people right um that that's it right there um yeah yeah it's it's these last few years it's been real cool um you know, because I used to be like, you know, all sorts of parties and all sorts of drugs and all sorts of many things, you know, for years and years and years, really high stimulation, you know, and then crashing, of course, right? And, um, you know, these last couple of years have really, you know, I've really been able to embody and I've, you know, I don't take full responsibility for this, right? Because, you know, I did my work and who the hell knows what's going on here. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, to really come to a place of like, you know, slowing down into like the simple things, right? Um, or at least a shorter list of things, <laughs> whether they're simple or not, right? Um, yeah, outside of that, uh, it's nice to to not be chasing too much more beyond that, you know, for for this I index of success, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, no, I love it how you're you're doing something. Once again, that people dream of, and then and then the other part, which is simplifying, right? Simplifying the absolute essential, right? Of the things that you think are going to provide your energy internally as a person, and then to be able to give to the world, which is one of the things you love to do, which is to help people create, write a book, deliver it, you know, get out of the world. So, so Ben, not one of your own books that you're in, but what is a book that really inspired you? And I know you read a lot, but that you'd love to recommend to our audience. Yeah, thank you. Um, I actually have it right here so I can even put a visual. Um, so I don't know if you can see this. This is Old Path White Clouds by Thich Nhat Hanh. So Thich Nhat Hanh's an amazing dude unto, itself, unto himself aside from the books he's written. But Old Path White Clouds is real cool because um, it is a, uh, you know, a, 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 what's the word? like a narrative biography of the Buddha. It's like a storytelling version of not only the Buddha's life, but his teachings, you know, as, as rendered by Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, and I think that so many people like, you know, they have this like little sense of what the Buddha is and that's fine, right? Like if you don't know, you don't know. Um, and then people have other senses where they're like, I went to this one meditation thing and it was really weird. You know what I mean? Like, um, this is a way to have a really good understanding of what the hell this dude was about. Because 26 years ago, 26 years ago, pardon me. <laughs> Sorry, 2,600 years ago, right? When the Buddha was living, the dude figured out for himself that there are little, little tiny things that make us up. So we call them atoms, right? 26 years ago from self-analysis and reflection, he was like, there's this small, tiny thing that makes us up. Like he figured that out, right? And, you know, from my own experience, and I can only speak from my own experience, right? 
Um, but, you know, as someone who's meditated for a bunch of years and really, you know, taken, you know, what the Buddha teaches to heart, you know, rendered the right way, right? Because a lot of things can get screwed up, right? But the Buddha's teachings rendered the right way. Like, yes, this dude figured out an answer to the conundrum of the human existence or of the universal existence. Like, and I'm not saying that like Jesus didn't do it or Muhammad didn't do it or anybody else didn't do it. I'm not saying that at all, right? Those weren't my past or are my past, but holy crap, the Buddha. <laughs> Kapow, you know, and it's not just like, you know, I mean, it, it's very intellectually stimulating as well. Like, cause you're like, wow, dude figured that out. But you put, you know, pedal to the metal, you put it into practice, right? Like, I mean, I used to be doing all the drugs and all the things, right? And so many other, and, you know, like I barely get angry anymore. And I'm, you know, and that's not repressive, you know, repressed stuff. That's, you know, because I, because I got these tools from this dude, (laughs) so to speak. And and I'm forever, forever grateful. And, and, you know, just really try to bring, you know, all of that into what I teach and do, like how, how can, people write and publish their books and not suffer through the process, right? Because right. people can yeah. suffer. I've seen it. I've done it, <laughs> right? Why, I, do we need, I, why, why, why do we need to do that anymore? <laughs> yeah, and to say I haven't had some suffering over the past two and a half years of getting my first book out would be incorrect. It's been a challenge for sure, but <laughs> so exciting when it, you get it out. I mean, it's, it's an amazing experience to get through that process. So, um, Ben, how, what would be the best way for people to connect with you? I know you have something coming out in November. Um, Share, share with us the best ways to connect and and learn more about you. Yeah, thank you. So, so a few different ways for a few different reasons. So I'm happy to have a chat. If you want to have a chat, 15 minutes, uh, help you get clear on whatever you want to ask me, right? No strings, no worries. And it's really fun. So that's influencewithaheart.com slash chat influencewithaheart.com slash chat. Okay. That's one thing. Second thing is um, we all need testimonials for our business, right? For our books, et cetera, for our website. So a great way to get testimonials is when you pre-write testimonials for the person, you pre-write a testimonial, you say, I know you're busy. I wrote this testimonial for you. Can you either bless it or tweak it or write your own, right? You provide a testimonial for someone because people want to help you, but they run out of time or whatever, right? So if you go to bookreviews.cc, once again, bookreviews.cc, there's a template of 51 different kinds of testimonials that you can plug and play and use, right? And send them out to people and get recommendations for your book or your business or your website or LinkedIn or whatever you want to use. Okay, so that's number two. And number three, because good good things come in three, and Carl, thank you so much for mentioning it. Um, I have this fantastic event coming up November 4th and 5th called Publish, Position, and Profit Master Plan. Um, It's all about a publishing roadmap and basically a deep dive to know how easy it is to get your book done, what you need to do, how to debunk and navigate the wild west of of, uh, what do you call the publishing world, which we talked a little bit about today, right? And really what it takes to bring your book to the world you know, do it right and, um, you know, debunk and demystify all the things that stop most people or keep them moving slowly, you know, not only with the getting their book done, but getting their book done 
you know, in a way that supports their business, right? Because you do it right, you know, you can, you can be, you can have high ticket clients really soon, right? Like you do it wrong, you know, you can lose like 10 years and at least $2 million. And, you know, those are low estimates right there. <laughs> so don't right. do that. Um, publishpositionandprofit.com. Once again, publishpositionandprofit.com. And Carl, thank you for giving me the chance to share all that with your people. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. It's been, thank you so much. This has been super fun having you on. And I appreciate you being a guest on the Measure Success podcast today. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. And thank you for doing the amazing work you do. And y'all, if you haven't contacted Carl, like contact this guy. Holy crap. <laughs> And thank you so much for those kind words. And, and if you want to, once again, are listening, some of the reasons why we continue to climb up the charts is because of your listening and our continued growth from the podcast realm. And then I encourage you to do reviews. Those reviews are some of the key reasons which help continue to bring us some of the best guests in the world as we continue to hopefully provide that difference that we want to make for you. And as we always like to say, wishing you the very best and measuring your success. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success Podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.